everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go backwards through the show with uh, one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. Thank you very much, David K. Jones. I have never seen Lost before. I started recording this podcast, throwing it to AJ Nieves. Yo, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Um... So this week, we are actually considering Season 3, Episode 11, and it's entitled Enter 77. So maybe we can start off with a quick recap or a little summary. Locke, Saeed, and Kate investigate a strange structure and its mysterious inhabitant. Sawyer competes in a ping pong competition to get back his belongings. That's a general synopsis of this week's episode. Not a lot happening in this one. Yeah. They kind of were pretty good to just tighten up on those two stories. Yeah, I think... When it first came on, like all the stuff with Mikhail in the uh, in the flame station, was a really big deal. But we already know that he's one of the others, mm-hmm. and so like his story, we're not watching it. Oh, is he really a, a Dharma Initiative guy, or is he the other? Like all that tension isn't there for us. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dug this one. I, I like our introduction to Mikhail, which I'm assuming this is what this is, because. Um, I mean, you know, we'll never know. <laughs> well, Saeed said that he saw him before. He recognized oh. his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll find out what that means. I see. Yeah, this is apparently an episode with a bunch of people who were seen before. Because uh, on the beach, it had uh, those two people that oh, had yeah. the episode about Mickey them. And Paulo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, um, and uh, Sawyer makes sure to ask, who the hell are you? Yeah, again. Like, he, that's, uh, uh, we've seen him ask that question of Nikki before, right? Or, like, who the hell is that? Or, who the hell is Nikki? I think that's what was the question. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so these are just driving home the point that these are very forgettable characters, yeah, apparently. Just a couple of jabonis. <laughs> yeah, um, also, uh, shout out to the guy who plays Paulo. Oh, man, I can't remember his real name. Well, well, we'll pull it up later, yeah. but that guy is killing it on Westworld this season. Anyway, different, different <laughs> thing. Totally different what we need to be talking about here. But we kind of get um, a little bit of dialogue between Hurley and, and Sawyer early up in the episode while they're on the beach. And they find, he has pieces of a ping pong table, and that leads into the B story, apparently, of whatever is going on in the, in the B side of things. Which is, they said, oh, we got it from the hatch that exploded. And then I think Sawyer says, I thought it imploded. So I I think I remember at the time when, when this episode aired, um, there was a thing in the fandom where people couldn't agree as to whether the hatch exploded or imploded. That That's later for us, but it's just funny to see them mention it in this episode we're talking about. It was very strange. I thought the, the other episode that we saw the ping pong table in, they said that it was part of the plane. The ping pong table? Yeah. That's a, like they know. had uh, taken part of the plate and turned it into a ping pong table. See, now that you say that, that kind of reminds me of something. That sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Does that yeah. sound familiar? Does that Maybe they used pieces of the plane to like make the table part. Like the top is a ping pong table top. Yeah. So it actually came from an actual ping pong table. Oh, like the ping pong table X or imploded right. uh, as part of the station. And then they're putting it on top of like a piece of the plane. Yeah, I think that's what it happened. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, that that. Well, they said that the thing probably exploded on the hatch or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I do remember hearing them say something about the plane, but that makes sense too. Where it would just be something like, yeah, we got some pieces of it. 
Some pieces out of a hat, some pieces out of a plane. And now we have a full-on ping-pong table. Uh-huh. Yeah, a, a little tiny wiffle ball. <laughs> yeah, um, so Saeed finds Mikhail's station, the flame. It's another um, Dharma station that we get introduced to. And um, I don't know, I kind of like the flame. Um, and it really did live up to its name <laughs> by the end of this episode. Uh, we'll, we'll get that. Oh, yeah. It exploded. <laughs> <laughs> that one definitely exploded. It totally exploded. But yeah, uh, well, yeah, we see Sawyer challenging the Losties to a ping pong tournament. Um, and uh, as part of uh, challenging them, uh, he bet whether or not uh, he would. Uh, who was it? Son. Yeah. Son was the one that said no more nicknames. Oh. So finally, my prediction has come true. Yeah. Yeah. So you get double points this week for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. For anyone counting at home, the number of points you've gotten. Oh, that's awesome, though. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Just a random shot. Yeah. Like, now well, we got we have a record of all those of all those of all those built up wins. Yeah. So your calls, uh, Sun and Jin, uh, Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you think was which? I don't know, but they could have been a little bit more culturally appropriate. <laughs> Is there no like famous Korean story? I guess at that time. They're... Well, I mean, like he couldn't call uh, he couldn't call Jin old boy because I don't think that came out. <laughs> <in the last laughs> oh, that would have been great if that were the case. But yeah, they they missed it a little bit. That that's it as far as my Korean cinema goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. David, you got anything? No, just that one episode of that. Korean drama we all watched together Holy with no shit. subtitles, uh-huh. where there was a sprocket-faced man and um, other people. I remember that. Oh man, that was so fun putting that together. <laughs> well, yeah. So he he calls him Crouching Tiger, and then he calls. Um, what are some of the nicknames we get from Sawyer this episode? He calls... Oh, he called uh, Hurley Grimace at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Avalanche. And Avalanche. Like he got he got double nickname. Yeah. Like, um, tell you what. It was a more creative world for... Oh, well, you know what? I wouldn't even say it was a more creative world before, like, uh, phones took over our lives. But it, <laughs> it, it seemed... Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just putting that on there. But it was fun because maybe Sawyer's just an inventive, creative dude. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of his, his nicknames are based on people's race. <laughs> yeah, And also, true. they're they're very pop cultural. Yeah. 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 That is also true. Um. He calls Paulo Zorro also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's very race-based. So you would probably call uh, AJ uh, uh, J-Lo, maybe? J-Lo. Because you're you're part Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, yeah. So that works. That that, that scans. Yeah. Or like John AJ Leguizamo. I don't know. (laughs) A John Leguizamo? He's kind of like Japanese and (laughs) Puerto Rican together. Yeah. Oh, what well, what do you think your names would be it, that Sawyer would assign you folks if if I'm J Lo or? Yeah. Well, we're two Asian men, so um, <laughs> think of famous pairs of Asian men. Um, did Charlie Chan have like a sidekick? I I, I don't think so. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Neither of us <laughs> could qualify to be Chris Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Also, I just watched that recently. And Rush Hour. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And I forgot there's a scene where Jackie Chan walks into a black bar. Oh, yeah. He drops the N-bomb twice and then beats everybody up. (laughs) (laughs) I did not remember that. (laughs) I totally remember that. That is some bad optics. Oh, man, that's hilarious. 
It was a different time, those yeah. early 2000s. <laughs> I don't think that me and David are necessarily like a pair or a duel. Yeah. Like, I could be Samo Hung all on my own. <laughs> That's great. Like, uh, he's he's the only chubby Asian whose name yeah. I know off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, As um, long as he doesn't call me Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> or fight myself. That'd be weird. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that would uh, be pretty meta if you yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a. We, this whole episode is a, it's a Saeed episode, so we got a flashback to Saeed's life. I dug the the flashback story. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I I liked what the show did because um, I didn't remember this episode. I remember watching season three, but I don't remember watching this episode. So going along with it, like we know, and even moving like going forward in time, this doesn't really come back. So like um, it was kind of fun just to enjoy it for for what this was, which is slightly flashback, but one that um, mostly doesn't show him. Like it shows him, you didn't know whether he had did the torture or not because yeah. we knew that he was a torturer. But then um, they they sold it well enough in the show. To he was pretty insistent on uh, not not being the one. Yeah. 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 So the, the only thing that I kind of wish was uh, that someone had pointed out, you know, because he's like, oh, torture is not going to get me to admit to something I didn't do. I, I kind of wish that someone had pointed out, actually, yes, that that's exactly <laughs> what torture does. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what, what her husband says right after that, is that she admitted to something she didn't do under torture. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, that, that shows you how ineffective this is. <laughs> yeah. That- See, I feel like this was a conversation that was being had by the general populace in America at the time that this had aired. Because this was like, what, 06 or something? This is during Bush's, Bush's administration, right? And he had, um, what, Donald, Rum- Donald Rumsfeld? Donald Rumsfeld. And he had, um, who's that other guy? Uh, uh, not the, his other, um, another person that was part of his cabinet that was like really in, in favor of torture. Uh, oh, well, it's, it's slipping my mind. But I feel like this was like a, like this was on people's minds at the time that this was airing. So like the idea of torture and of course, like Saeed's character from the beginning, he had that element of like, this is his past. His past was a torture for the Iraqi guard or whatever. Um, but then I, I feel like during this season, season three, it kind of, it became a little bit more prevalent in conversation. So they decided to talk, you know, to toss it in the show. Um, because I think they were wondering about like uh, Guantanamo Bay detainees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Enhanced kind of, interrogation techniques, right, right? Waterboarding, I think, was probably um. This is this is the time where it was kind of, I don't know if it was at a tight, but it was kind of in the conversation at the time. It, it's w- around when people first heard the term. I think. Yeah, mm. I think twenty four was on. It's like third or fourth season by this point. Mm. That's a big thing in 24, I think. He's constantly torturing people. Speaking of ineffective people. and uh, torture. <laughs> yeah. Gotta watch that backwards one day. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> well, see, I don't know. I, um, st- I still like having not ever watched 24. Uh, <laughs> I get to imagine that he just had one really, really bad week. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. it's seven seasons long, right? I think so. Yeah, so it's just like seven seasons, yeah. seven days. <laughs> just one shitty fucking week. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I don't know. That's that's what I kind of gathered at the time. But um, I do like the story that they flesh out with this woman. Um, her name is Amira, and her husband. Do we even get her husband's name? I don't remember. Maybe the beginning, I forgot. Yeah, it wasn't important. Yeah, yeah it's not important to what, what this episode was. But uh, yeah, so there's this woman. 
uh, if we if we just run through the flashback, it was kind of neat. He, he's tortured. He's kind of he's kind of held and um, beaten and you know starved and all the things that you do to someone that you're torturing. It was interesting because we get this whole story with Amira and um, and and there's more things that progress and she ends up having a conversation with him at the end of the episode. I don't know what was you guys' general take on the flashback. I like the flashback. I kind of. There was one moment where, like, I was expecting the show not to be as subtle as it was because I am very much not used to this show being subtle at all. (laughs) (laughs) And the part where uh, Amira just says that, uh, you know, she doesn't have to be like the children that tortured the cat. Like, I I just wanted her to, like, you know, look very pointedly. (laughs) At uh, Saeed, and just be like, because I'm better than you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, what did you make of that, dude? This is a. I've seen this episode a few times, and I've always kind of felt like maybe Saeed didn't do it, and he was just saying it at the end to kind of like make her feel better. Maybe she'd let him go, or maybe he just wanted, wanted oh. it to end either way. You see, I, I kind of got that a little too. Yeah. I, I could see how it would play out that way. And. I guess if he did admit to it, and maybe he wasn't the torture, because you could you could definitely argue that for this episode, right? Because um, I don't know if it, it was it was left a little unclear, and I know like we we get that emotional um, reaction from Saeed at the end, where he has like tears streaming down his face, and he's apologizing profusely to this woman, and that's so I don't know. I want to take the show at face value, at least for that, but um. I don't know if, if but it if, doesn't tell us why he was lying to the husband. Right? Yeah, yeah. Probably because I mean, if if we had to walk it out to his conclusion or whatever, I would think that is because like if maybe he was making a, a play for time or biding his time right. because as soon as he admits it, then he's already going into that body bag. I would yeah. assume like they're not gonna have him admit it and then you know release him. Right. So they just wanted to get the satisfaction of him admitting to what he did and all that. Yeah. Um, which is amazing um, in a way of, of storytelling because, like, it's a it's a matter of torture. But I don't know. I, at that point, can you really trust somebody that's under that kind of duress or under that kind of stuff? Because you say torture is a means of getting whatever. But if you torture somebody long enough for whatever reason, however you torture them, eventually they... They'll, they'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. Exactly. Just because yeah. they want to make it stop. Right. That's the reason why torture is not effective. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the people doing the torture, they just want you to say that thing that they want you to say. And yeah. That kind of justifies for them these horrible things that they're doing. It's like, ha, see? I was right. 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 You were, you were the torture or whatever. Right. So I wonder. Yeah, I guess at the end, like, Saeed ends up admitting uh, or or telling the woman that he's sorry and that he did all these things but i wonder because there was a quick moment where he kind of looks at her um oh like like you mentioned earlier like i wonder if he was if he didn't do it maybe he was admitting to it for this woman's peace of mind right maybe you know um because she's been through so much and and it's it's not a funny thing at all but but yeah like the um yeah the that life and it's kind of fun. What well, a fun! But it's kind of interesting to see where that woman goes with it at the end. She 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 has the cat in her lap, and she goes through the to the story of how she had gotten the cat. And essentially, there's kids torturing it, throwing firecrackers into a to a box where they're keeping the cat. She finally builds up the nerve to go outside, so to go and rescue this cat after 
being traumatized by all this torture in her native land and all this stuff. So it's kind of, if he had done that, you could kind of see it as an act of kindness, you know, and, and that saves him in the end. Because uh, she says, because like you mentioned, she says, like, yeah, I'm not going to be like, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, we're not, we all have the potential to be like those kids with fireworks, but she chose a, a different path. But yeah, I don't know, that, that, that could have been very different, I guess, but. But yeah, it was, it was it was just uh it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I also think because Saeed is he's one of the good guys in the show, like I'm so used to him telling the truth, I guess. So like when he first is being interrogated and saying, "Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. You got the wrong guy." I just wanted to believe him. Mm. So then later on when he's he turns on that, I feel like that's after she tells that story about how she she'll never feel safe again because of him. Yeah, him admitting to it just to make her feel better and taking his fate as it is. Because he also, he's always ready to die because he feels so bad about all the bad things he's done. Yeah. So I feel like he would be willing to sacrifice his life and say that he did this terrible thing to this lady to make her feel better. And then he gets to not have to keep living on the run or whatever he does. Yeah. Do you think, do you guys feel that there's any catharsis for Saeed? Well, he definitely walks away different from that encounter. Right. But do you think that there is uh, any catharsis for him at the end of that? Or because, well, and I don't want to, I don't want to overcomplicate things, but say he didn't, or he doesn't remember torturing this woman. Maybe he wasn't this woman to torture, but maybe she remembered his face. Like, is there any catharsis for apologizing? Because maybe he's apologizing to the woman, but in reality, he's apologizing to all his previous victims right. that he had tortured. Yeah. I guess we we're kind of yeah. dancing around the same thought right. like for, for that. But, yeah, do you guys think that he finds any catharsis? Not really, because he kind of starts enacting some shit on the island, which is uh, indicative of how he was as a torturer. Like, he still resorts to certain tactics from what we've already seen yeah. in the later seasons. But I don't know. I think those are in moments where he really feels it's necessary. And it's, it's a tool in his box, but he doesn't like using it. Yeah, yeah, the the torturing. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I get that. How are we feeling about his mercy towards Mikhail at the end? Is it? Yeah, I, I guess we see what it is, but... No, he had to do it because it's thematic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it ties into what the show is. But what reason do they... Decision. Yeah, what reason do they have to keep Mikhail with them is my question. Just because Saeed doesn't want to feel like a bad guy. Um, That's literally the only reason. Yeah. I would have just like tied that guy up or something, or like, well, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but yeah, like there's got to be other ways to handle that without without murder (laughs) on the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, he straight up says he's gonna kill them first chance he gets. Yeah, yeah. And they don't need him. I guess they did need him to test out the uh, sonic fence. Oh yeah. In the next episode. Yeah, it's another thing that um, the show never really clarified and i guess maybe we could just chuck it up to like mikhail being tough as nails but like it seems like he was always like on the verge of death or dying on this show or getting killed you always think he's dead yeah you always think he's gone and he's never gone for good which made like which made me crazy because i thought like the (laughs) others had some kind of resurrection power or some kind of special ability that um you know but that that never really yeah. comes to light. I think that's Mikhail's thing, though. That was his. Yeah, he's like the uh, he's like the regenerative man or yeah. whatever. So it's a weird superhero name. Regenerative Resurrection man. man. Resurrection man. That's a little bit better. <laughs> that was a DC hero. Oh, oh. is that for real? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Was that his superpower? 
Uh, <laughs> well, it was one of his superpowers. The other superpower was every time he came back to life, oh. he had a different other superpower. Oh, interesting. But his superpower was basically that he came back to life with a superpower. Oh, okay. What? Interesting. So, like, every time he would die, he comes back with a new power, and uh, he has that until he dies. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Huh, very interesting. Yeah. Nice. Resurrection Man. <laughs> Resurrection Man, everybody. It was a pretty good comic. Um, while at this location, while at this station, the flame, um, Locke encounters a uh, computer chess game. <laughs> so annoying. I know. Just sits there asking if you're ready to play. Because <laughs> if Mikhail isn't in there playing chess all day, then that's just in the background. Yeah. Every five seconds. How much power can you allocate to a computer that's being run off of? What, a generator, which also needs gasoline or whatever the fuck? Like, how are you keeping this computer on constantly? I think they might be getting power from whatever that weird power station slash poison gas factory oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, but I think it was just annoying to have that computer on asking me if I want to play chess <laughs> all day long. It's just like it wakes you up at two in the morning while you're in bed. Like, do you want to play some chess? You're like, what? No, Why? Gosh. Well, maybe he leaves it on because like it's his only friend while he's up there. Like, <laughs> he's has to. That's the only conversation they have is whether or not he wants to play chess. Yeah, he just goes like, "Hey, chess." Like Mikhail is up in that in the flame station, just asking the chessboard, "Like, hey, chess, have you have you ever been in love?" And the chessboard's all like, "Rook to number five or whatever. <laughs> Rook to R five. Like, oh, okay." But yeah. but yeah, but it turns out that the computer is some sort of a emergency communications console where you have to beat it in chess before you can try to communicate with the outside which world. is fucking stupid to yeah. me i hate it i hated that <laughs> like oh my god i hated that you can't you can't enter in these uh you can't enter in these things like what if what if there was like an, an emergency an emergency where you're like being hunted by the hostiles and All you're right. a member of the dharma initiative it's original use it's original intent for that stupid machine <laughs> you just like so you have to run make it to the flame and then sit and play a game of chess <laughs> like with a really yeah. good chess ai or whatever yeah. the fuck that thing was yeah that's that's too much because yeah, like that's how you in, uh, turn on the the self-destruct is yeah to beat it in chess first jesus christ yeah, like, all right, well, <laughs> there are people descending on this place, and I need to destroy it. I need to destroy all traces of it so nobody can, you know, communicate or check our communiques. So. Not only do you have to finish the game of chess, you have to finish the game of chess and then go into a sub-menu. <laughs> I know! That sub-menu! you get to enter 77. Yeah. Fuck that sub-menu. It was some, like, that was some choose-your-adventure bullshit that I hated. Like, as soon as you press in a number, and it's like, um, he goes, oh, would you like to call the, the satellite? And he's like, yeah, 28. And then he just goes, satellite, not working. <laughs> Which means Marvin Candle, a.k.a. whatever the real guy's name is, had to... Pierre Chang. Pierre Chang had to shoot that shit. He had yeah. to shoot that video <laughs> of, A, the satellite's not working. So, like, somebody had to map out, um, somebody had to map out a plan tree. <laughs> or a decision tree and then act it out in front of a screen like come on dharma is this is this what you're using your best and brightest for and all your science shit because because pierre chang he was like a physicist or something right Right. but then he's in all of these videos 
anyone else's, I feel like he's got like a thing where he's like, I just want to be in all these videos. Yeah. Like, he wanted to be an actor. Or like, something. go be a dad. Don't you have a son to raise? <laughs> no, you're going to shoot all these dumbass yeah. videos? He's been Including... on the island too long. He's like, I, gotta... I know. Want to be a movie star? <laughs> he just he sits with his wife and he's all like, you know, I could have been in the movies, <laughs> but I chose a life of science instead. <laughs> you know how those two things go together? Yeah, like that was some bullshit. Like, um, yeah, I, I let I whatever. I, I love the show. I let it slide on so many things, but <laughs> fuck this computer and its Endgame Pierre Chang Doctor Marvin Candle <laughs> menu. Ugh. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, so you're like, because you could just choose whatever, and like, oh, decision tree 28, like, oh, there's no sonar, we don't have the ship, and there's no satellite, we don't have the satellite, like, uh, boo. (laughs) Boo, Marvin Candle, you need to go back to being a scientist, (laughs) or raising your son, like I said, Jesus Christ. son grew up to have so many piercings (laughs) in his face. Yeah. Yeah, you know, your son would have had less piercings if you spent some quality time with yeah. his baby self. <laughs> but yeah, that was like you could have showed your son son some love, but instead you're over here making chess videos, <laughs> videos for after somebody beats chess, and it's for your own people. Like he's not making those videos yeah. <laughs> for a non-dharma person. It's some fucking bullshit. It's just for that one guy <laughs> who needs to self-destruct the flame. Yeah. So imagine, Kate. Imagine working for the actual dharma initiative in the 70s and you're on guard at the flame station you spend all day typing in command prompts into this fucking marvin candle thing and then after like for dinner you got to go see marvin candle with the rest of the crew who's (laughs) at the barracks or whatever like i saw this guy's face all goddamn day (laughs) now i have to see it even more but up close and personal I don't know. <laughs> I ran out of gas on my rant there, but Jesus Christ. Well, maybe he's the most photogenic. <laughs> he's got the most symmetrical face. Like, they just went like, all right, everybody line up. Dharma is choosing its new camera face for all the instruction videos and all that other stuff. Seems like he was, like, pretty much running shit there. Like, yeah. he was in every video that we've seen, kind of. We've seen him recording stuff in the time jump that we already yeah. saw, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, he's all over the place, that guy. We get Mikhail, and we already know his story. Hmm. Uh, he says that most of it is true. And I guess the most convincing lies has elements of truth. So I, I wonder if we got a portion of his backstory tonight. Where he says that he used to be a part of the Soviet... Uh, he used to be a soldier in the Soviet Union yeah, or something? Yeah, he was like a medic in Afghanistan. So that was in the 80s when they were the Soviets were fighting there. And then, yeah, he got kicked out of the military when the Soviet Union fell. And I think that sounds all true. Like, just... He says he joined the Dharma Initiative when he really joined the others. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. It sounds about right for, for what Mikhail was. And he was a pretty handy guy, skilled dude. We do get that confrontation afterwards. Um, or, or, uh, well, Locke is supposed to be watching him. He's all tied right. up after they get him. And then, like, Locke That's just... the other thing that upsets me about this episode. Talk, speak on it. Preach. Jesus yeah. Christ. Because, it, like, the uh, the whole chess thing, the only way to make this work in the episode is to have somebody playing the chess game all the time. Yeah. So they're just going to make Locke be this dumb guy who just wants to play chess and not pay attention to anything else in this uh, station. Like, this, they haven't, they don't know that much about the Dharma Initiative or anything. Like, there's all kinds of books and stuff laying there around. There could be booby traps and booby shit traps. that I would be thinking, Food. like, I, my, my initial thought was, I, I already saw the episode, but, like, you don't know what this fucking thing is like yeah. and you're 
Like, we've already seen that everything isn't what it is on this island. Right. And they've seen that, too. You know, that's why they're rocking guns and shit. Like, like why would you take this this thing at face value? I feel like we see uh, Locke playing chess in the flash sideways at his computer station or something. I feel like we see him Possibly. playing chess again. But we know that, that Locke likes to... Yeah. I think we've seen him play backgammon, maybe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not chess. I guess that shows that Locke had a... He was inclined to to be a tactician or to operate he's not he's not inclined to be a, a guard yeah a fuck that. Guard. <laughs> like i swear to god he would be the worst like gamer because uh, he'd be so addicted i i know that feeling like oh man maybe if i can squeeze in 35 minutes before work <laughs> of this brand new playstation game or whatever so he's just like he was looking at mikhail on the floor and then looking at the at the computer station area like i can squeeze in one more game yeah. I think chess isn't a game like like a like a uh, an online first person shooter or something where you can't take your eyes off the screen or you're gonna get killed. Like, yeah, it's a very slow paced game. You can keep an eye on a prisoner and play at the same time. And according to the what we saw on screen, where like he where he would like he would he would think for a moment and then make a move, and then the yeah. computer seemed to make a move immediately. Like the computer didn't need to like you know process or right. think like a human being. Like that. Like it's not like uh, it's pretty much whatever you whatever you move at that that AI or however those program was responding to that. Yeah. So like, yeah, he he <laughs> he wasn't like playing like an intense game. <laughs> it's almost like you know when they try to make things look so much more intense than they are. Or, right. Like if they were planning to do that, it would have been a little bit more fun if they just kind of had like uh, maybe the camera swinging around them like. You know, a little bit. That would add to the intensity for me. Like, CSI style or something. But yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck that computer. Yeah. Fuck it so hard in the face. <laughs> There's so many ways they could have gotten that station to explode at the end of the episode. The chest thing just seems dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no, as soon as the thing said to enter 77, I was like, oh, it's going to blow it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had been wondering about it since we got to the start of the thing. Uh, I was I know that it's not possible because the game Overwatch came out like seven or eight years after Lost finished. Right. But when I heard that the name was Enter Seventy Seven, the first thing I thought is there's a character in Overwatch called Soldier Seventy Six. Oh. And he's a he's an American super soldier. Ah. So it was just like oh maybe it's a Dharma super soldier. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, oh, kinda. No. Yeah, Mikhail kind of fits that. He's an unkillable soldier. Yeah, but he's uh, he's not Dharma. No, that's true. Yeah, but I was just waiting for the episode to be like, "We're all soldiers now." <laughs> <laughs> Get to the checkpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we we do we we don't only get a an other in in Mikhail, but we get an other in this other woman that pops up. Almost like oh, like yeah. the third act of the of the episode where she's like towards the end of the episode they find this woman or yeah, woman finds them. A random other other. Yeah, yeah. So they she she comes into play. I, I apparently um, what I would take or surmise was what is what of what's going on is probably at this time Ben assigned Mikhail to the station, but apparently. Maybe they go in pairs in case shit goes down, or, or maybe like uh, it's one of those things where like maybe Ben doesn't trust his own people, so he has to send them in pairs so they can report on each other, you know, back to him, and he can get whatever information he needs to get. 
Or maybe uh, she was meant to be his relief. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to be coming back after this, and they just have, like, a small overlap. Yeah, that flame station is pretty dope, though. Like, they have horses and, like, a, and, like, a cow, and it was, like, it's oh, very animal. Yeah, it's animal friendly. In the fridge. Yeah. It's so much meat in the fridge, which is another weird thing that kind of gets discussed and not really. It gets kind of dropped. I... I don't know if this is a thing, but I feel like I get mystery fatigue in this show. Mm-hmm. In, in the sense that, like, um, Mikhail says that uh, he had three cows and made a deal with the uh, hostiles to give them two cows. And he could keep the one. Oh, they didn't, he didn't mention the third. But he give, he gave away two cows, but there's, like, a huge chunk of, like, meat in the fridge. Yeah. Like, looks looks full on. Like, I, I don't I know if that's... That, I think that's supposed to be uh, a reason to doubt his story. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because like while he's describing the cows and she's opening the fridge right. and pantry and all that, it's just like mm, this doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed that was like human meat. Yeah, yeah. You know what's weird is I noticed that Lindelof likes to put people or likes to put characters in in the show that have eye patches. There's a character yeah. in um the leftovers, and this is a different show. Um. There's a character in The Leftovers who is a police officer. It's this lady cop who has an eye patch. And there's this whole scene that plays out with her and another character. And it's just her basically going, like, you didn't ask how I got the eye patch. But then, like, it seems to be a thing, like a, a Lindelofism or whatever. He just, he <laughs> likes to use that. Like, characters that have eye patches. So be on the lookout for that, listeners. Anytime you're watching a project <laughs> that has Lindelof involved, it's going to be that. So. Yeah. Well, eye patches are just cool. They are. You always want to have a character with an eye patch if you can. I'm totally down with that. So I'm looking forward. Also people with some mysterious disfigurements. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the new HBO uh, Watchmen uh, series. There's got to be somebody that has an eye patch in there somewhere. <laughs> it's just going to be like a Rorschach eye patch. And then he's just regular faced. They're going to give the comedian an eye patch for no reason. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> it can't be Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, Unless they're going to put the eye patch on the stick. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fantastic. Yeah. The cat's name is Nadia. I I know that's probably like something for Easter egg corner, but we know that Nadia is the name of uh, Saeed's love, true love. Yeah. Wife, whatever. His wife. Not his true love. His true love is... um, (laughs) Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. Uh, do, Do we know that? Well, in the Flash Sideways, she's the one. No, no, I mean, like, we know it. Oh, yeah. Do we know it on the show? Like, if people that were watching the right way. I wonder, because uh, he has a reaction yeah. to the cat. and mm-hmm. like We've never seen Shannon in the main timeline yet. No, no, but I mean Nadia. Oh, yeah, Nadia. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and neither do I. I forget already. I, I do like uh, uh, his thing, like, no... After Nadia Komenich, the <laughs> yeah. greatest athlete in the world. <laughs> and she's like a gymnast, right? Yeah. yeah. I see. They have I, the same birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. right. That was an interesting... Do you have uh, anyone with the same birthday as you? Uh, yeah, Elvis. Um, I think David Bowie, who also, his name, his, his real name is David Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like yeah. you. Yeah. Amazing. I didn't David know that. David Robert Jones, and my brother's name was Robert. It's a whole weird thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. I see. Makes me wish I liked David Bowie more. (laughs) You don't want to be a star, man? Yeah. Yeah, I I have the same birthday as Busta Rhymes. Oh. I don't don't dislike Busta Rhymes, but 
Not a huge fan. Also, share. <laughs> so you not share a huge fan. <laughs> you share a birthday with Share and Buster Rhymes. Yes. All right. Well, you know what? You guys keep talking. I'm gonna pull up who's born on my birthday. I don't know. You never looked this up before. I don't think I. Yeah, I don't think I. How I don't have, think I committed. How have you never been curious about this before. Uh, I just never. I don't know. Maybe I might have heard it, but I never. Like, Nothing like stuck out in your head. I yeah. never committed it to memory. Like, oh, that celebrity has the same birthday as me. Wait, I'll type it. Like, I'm sure that there's people younger than me now that are famous that have the same birthday oh, as yeah. me. I just don't know of any off the top of my head because I'm old and I'm out of touch with yeah. pop culture. So, listeners, uh, tweet at us with celebrities that have the same birthday as you. Oh, okay, here we go. Um, I have the same birthday as Liam Hemsworth, yeah. Orlando no. Bloom. Patrick Dempsey, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Natalia Dyer, Nicole Eggert, Trace Adkins. Those are all pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's fun. Oh, good to know. All right, guys. I'm in the same birthday camp as Orlando Bloom. Yeah, that's a good one I remember. And uh, Liam Neeson, the second handsomest of the... Or not Liam Neeson. (laughs) Liam Hemsworth. (laughs) Second handsomest of the Hemsworth brothers. Nice. How many Hemsworth brothers are there? Three. Ah, There is uh, Chris Hemsworth, Mm -hmm. Liam Hemsworth, and the ugly one. Um, I'm also, I also share a birthday with the, uh, with South Korean pop star, Lee Seung-gi. So, there yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> We're bringing it back to, uh, to the original Korean setup there. That's, yeah. that's a name that Sawyer could have used for, <laughs> for that wonderful couple. I don't know why I'm encouraging racism here. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that it's less racist because she's Korean. There you so. go. There you go. Okay. All right, Sawyer, you got it, buddy. <laughs> um, there's a there's this weird thing that happens. Um, I don't know if. Oh yeah, no, like I totally don't know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> like, I tried looking up uh, May twentieth birthdays. Yeah, and uh, there's a person named Austin McBroom. <laughs> Austin age twenty six. I have no idea who that is. That's like a YouTube star for be, kids. That there's another guy know. named Dope Island. who's twenty years old. Another no YouTuber. Idea who that, I, that is Jaden Siwa, who's eighteen. Not a clue. <laughs> Peyton Clark, 24. Chicken McSara. I feel like you're making these up already. Holy shit. Chicken McSara sounds like the illegitimate, illegitimate child of Michael Sarah and Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, she is an Instagram star who was born on May 20th in the year 2000. Wow. In the year 2000. <laughs> I was wondering if anyone was going to pick that. <laughs> But yeah, she's an Instagram star who went viral for her Chuck E. Cheese's over party hashtag. Whoa. Huh. huh. Interesting. Uh, that's why her name's so dumb. Yeah, she made it up. <laughs> How bizarre. All right, so we uh, tell me what you guys make of this line of dialogue. For some reason, it stuck out to me. Locke is sitting at the at the computer, the chess computer, and Mikhail comes in and tells him, oh, yeah, I have a hard time beating this thing. It's... It was programmed by like three grand champions or something like that. I don't know why I clocked this, but it just it seemed kind of worth noting. Uh, Locke's response was, "That's what makes being human so distinctively wonderful." I don't know if there's anything that we can read into or yeah. if if. So he's talking about cheating. Oh, Mikhail says that the computer cheats. Yeah, and Locke says, "Well, computers can't cheat. That's what makes humans so distinctly." Wonderful. wonderful yeah and it's he, he we pauses yeah i see so does that reflect at all on the episode as a whole you think or can we find anything that we can 
match anything too? If not, that's fine too. But yeah. I'm just kind of wondering because he it's... says it like he he's got he's thinking of something when he says it. Yeah, I don't think that that's an episode thing. I think that that is a uh, lock thing. Mm. Yeah, like as a character because he does lie and he does cheat, mm-hmm. and he's actually a victim of all that of that lying and cheating stuff as we see him play out his role as like the Charlie Brown in this universe too. Mm. So yeah, I guess that that makes sense to me. But it's, it's it's interesting. I just thought it was a weird line to to just throw out, yeah. you know. But but then I I think I was probably like thinking with my 2006 brain, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta decode all of this. Yeah. The, every there's meaning in everything. He says it like there's no meaning there, and I think maybe he's saying it a little sarcastically, like he wishes people were more like computers and uh, weren't constantly cheating, cheating him. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Saeed, if we're going back to the Saeed back flashback um that woman decides to to let him go or she says that she'll tell her husband that she was wrong after he apologizes and uh she gets i guess she's able to get the benefit of having somebody admit to her that they wronged her or whatever it's just kind of interesting um you guys ever felt like that you ever felt like you you couldn't be okay until you got either the apology or 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 vengeance or vengeance, vengeance yeah I remember a time when I was a kid, I was probably like six or seven, my brother, for some reason, he took, I had a Ninja Turtles hat, and it was like a, like a trucker hat, and the Ninja Turtles stuff was like screen printed on the front, and he just drew all over it with a pen for no reason, and we washed it, and it just all peeled off, like oh. the whole thing, so it was just a plain white hat, and I was so mad and hurt by it, and like, man, he destroyed my, my hat, so my mom was like, well, you can break one of his toys, because I wouldn't stop, like complaining about it your mom gave you permission to break yeah. one of your brother's toys and I, I did i don't remember what i broke but i know it didn't make me feel better at all i just felt like a dick <laughs> oh wow. no, that would have made me feel so great <laughs> <laughs> you think yeah. you think it would i thought it would at the time but it didn't that's crazy that, that just shows that you you're like a good-hearted person yeah. and you're just like i don't derive joy from this but then like i can totally see a toy for a toy makes the whole world no fun <laughs> But I could totally see the other side too, where like it's just, yeah, you, if you get vengeance or you feel like a wrong has been righted or you feel like justice has been done, like right. you, 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 that's like when you're on the top of the board. <laughs> how, how, how did you break it? No, I think. Like, was it in front of him? Did you make him watch? <laughs> I think he you was tied there. him to a I chair. I don't think he was. See, that, that's I why he told me didn't to grab get... one and then I just brought it over and broke it. Yeah. That, that's why you didn't get any uh, satisfaction out of it. You needed to see his pain. Oh, man. <laughs> so, in the moment, that, that would have made it worse for me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I've apparently revealed too much about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's other times in my life where I, that would have been good with other people. Yeah, yeah. I could have hurt them. Right. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. It's a weird thing because this is your brother, right. you know, versus like if it was like some... Uh, I don't know, high school bully or, or, or middle school bully or yeah. somebody that was just kind of a punk ass or something, you know? It's so easy to other people. Not that not that that's what we do, but I, well, maybe that, that is what we do as humans. It's because we don't know the story. But then, like, why the fuck you want to know some bully story? Like, you know, were you beaten at home? Like, that, that, that sucks. Those are terrible things. But I don't want to identify with you. I want my justice i want my i want to feel whole again and i can't do that 
until I get either A, an apology, or B, I need to see you suffer. I, I don't know, but I never, I always had a weird thing about the vengeance part. Like, um, like it didn't sit right with me as a kid, but just probably because of upbringing. But now I can kind of see the value in it. Otherwise, like you try to, you try to make it like, oh yeah, it's, it's totally cool and forgiveness all the way around. But then it, I don't know, it's weird. Now I don't view the word or the words like I forgive you as a like i think it's, it's i think it's still important i still like doing all that stuff but i think it's weird just to pay lip service to it and just be like i forgive you out of the blue like there has to be some kind of either somebody has to has to be some turning around from somebody you know and then if you know that's to be some reason for forgiveness i yeah. think now versus like before where i was just kind of like blanket forgiveness for everybody <clears throat> i think that if it's blanket forgiveness for everyone that doesn't mean anything yeah but you can choose to forgive someone who's wronged you without them having to do anything for it that's right. true too yeah. because yeah. it's just a a choice to bring yourself out of that uh out of that feeling out of that memory out of that pit yeah that you've created for yourself because that that's that's what the uh, uh, dwelling on someone that's wronged you really does. It just creates a little pit of misery yeah. around yourself. And yeah. you know what the fucking craziest thing about that whole scenario, too, is like, is you could be suffering, or a person could be suffering, and that other person who had wronged you, or was a bully, or, or you know, had done something that drew your ire like that like they have no idea that you're that you're miserable like that but it's like a self-inflicted thing because at that point like you're you're holding on to all this stuff and you get a chance to marinate in it and i don't know like it feels good to to feel like that for a bit but then like after a while you're just you're just like engrossed in these feelings that the other person has no idea that you're feeling and they could give a shit because they're probably terrible people or sometimes you know somebody will will will, will switch up and they'll you know they'll be like okay well you know i did these things when i was in high school or whatever and i was a terrible person but maybe that's a different thing but yeah it's so it's so strange because there's so much energy you know that that a person has to have to has to expend in order to like feel good again and it's just strange i don't know but maybe I'm yeah. telling you too much about myself now. It's a, it, I think it's a thing you have to mature and kind of understand as you grow older. Yeah. It's like you got to let those things go. Yeah. Otherwise, they just like fester. And the, the weird thing about it is like it always manifests itself in you maybe in a physical way where you end up getting like ulcers and yeah. cancer and stuff like that. When when people like to – when people sit and, and stew or whatever and there's no real – you don't really get any – you don't get any real justice or you feel slighted and you're still not getting, you know, you, you're not getting this thing that's fair. It's weird. It's strange how humans yeah. are built. Like there's almost like this inbuilt sense of justice that most humans can find within themselves. So when you feel like you've been wronged or that there's something, something injustice happened and you haven't righted that, like it, it fucking just, it sits like a thorn in your mind. Uh, you know? I don't know. but Yeah. So listeners <laughs> forgive people find yeah. a way to do that or yeah. get cancer yeah up yeah. to you yeah your it's choice. it's your life, your life you guys but um yeah we i would definitely advocate for living i heard this thing once and it made sense to me so i, I usually try to live my life like this and this is just for me but like um i, I always hear like re- the best revenge is living a good life now i i don't know i remember hearing um 
a lot of different things. But for some reason, that made sense to me. I'm like, yeah, like, why am I going to hold on to all this stuff if I can't, you know, even if you do try to, like, try and get the justice that you feel that's owed to you, you know, and you talk to the person and maybe that person maybe doesn't remember the wrong or or even um, they might remember it but might not have any inkling to, to correct that. Like, you still feel like you still owe me this apology or X, Y, or Z, all this stuff. But yeah, like the the best kind of revenge is like living a good life because you get a chance to go and move on, do your own yeah. thing. You're not holding on to this old thing, right. and you know, and and life is life is good after that. Yeah. And if you ever run into that person again, you can just rub it in their face. It's <laughs> so good. Look at my their life is better than yours. Yes. <laughs> or you just you or you could just. You could just trail that person, follow them, see what their life is like, see what their weaknesses are. Yeah, isn't, isn't that what Facebook is for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you just see what they're up to and then, like, just trace them and anytime they make any kind of comment, like, oh, I wish I, oh, I, wish I, had, uh, I wish I had kids or something like that. You could just parade your kids in front of them. Like, look at all the children I've made. Look how strong my seed is in this world. And they'll be like, uh, man, that, that really sucks. Or, I mean, good for you. I'm glad that you have all those kids. I'm going to go on a vacation now. <laughs> you just slowly watch that person di- like disappear into like a misty street, never to be seen again. Oh, but yeah, no, like forgive, move on, be yeah. a bigger person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the forgiveness, like I would put it out to our listeners, the forgiveness isn't for them. Like you're not forgiving for them. You're forgiving for you. Yeah. Like so that you can move on. And also too, like it's so, easy and i even myself i have uh i think i i find myself struggling with this sometimes it's like um like you know the whole idea is like forgive and forget or forgive and don't forget but like you know you can forgive and then you can still hold on to all this stuff or whatever past grievances from other people but it's it's such a yeah i don't know for me it's just it, it it's it's just too much energy that that could be better spent it's on extremely things. freeing once you really really move on yeah like yeah most definitely it's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah, because the alternative is just you being, you know, yeah, continuing to be miserable every time you think that. Yeah, think about what happened. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it too is like a lot of times people like you. I don't know. It's been my experience that, um, and I think I've been on both sides of this. Like maybe you say something that maybe you didn't mean, but somebody has taken it to heart, and like you see them later, and you're like, hey, you remember you told me that thing like last week or two weeks ago or last year. And, and they're just like it really hurt my feelings or something like sometimes you really like sometimes people just don't know or they don't know other people's triggers and they don't know other people's life so they right. can't you know you, there's no way for you to be prepared for everybody's situation so you might be like oh man i love lasers and like oh my my cat and wife and children died in a laser accident <laughs> and that's very insensitive of you i, I think that uh, one of the best pieces of advice is uh never worry what someone else is thinking about you yeah, because chances are they're not thinking about you. Yeah, yeah. I always we're all living our own lives. Yeah, yeah. People are so self-involved, and I think it's even it's more true now more than any other time in history. Which sound, might sound whatever, but like, um, it, it's so easy to be into your own stuff. You know, everybody is kind of in their own little microcosm. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and I think that's more so now than ever before because there's so many, so many subsections and smaller groups that people find and they uh, identify with and they attach themselves to so there's just so much going on you know that they just kind of like it's it's just it's just not worth it yeah 
So I hope all you guys have appreciated that. <laughs> it's like it's almost like after school special here. Yeah, we went a completely different kind of heat crazy this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, the theme of the episode is about forgiveness for people doing bad things. So we uh, brought it full circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're on theme. Yeah. No, now we just need to lie to you. <laughs> uh, just real quick, one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Hurley when he's talking to Sawyer at the end of their story. He's like, oh, sorry, I, I uh, beat you so bad in uh, ping pong because, you know, I, my mom had a ping pong table and I also played a lot when I was in Insta, uh, this place I used to hang out at. <laughs> yeah. So people, nobody knows that Hurley was in the mental institution, like, at all, ever, right? Because they get off the island. I mean, he ends up when one after they get off the island, but yeah. he never tells anybody while he's on the island. Yeah. So, wait, does this mean that he was, in, he was institutionalized before the plane crash? That's what I'm getting from that conversation, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he says it. Also, yeah, I guess we didn't know that. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, well. I'm getting into the spoilers now. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, in that conversation, it's kind of nice to to hear that. I don't know if this pop psycho. I don't know if this is pop psychology or maybe just general psychology. But there's that that little bit that um that Hurley ten- that mentions to to sorry. He's like, you're a guy who needs stuff. Yeah, like you, you're, you know, Kate's gone, and you need to fill that void because you're one of those like home shopping network types or yeah. whatever. Also, he was giving him a, a stack of nudie magazines. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Kate's gone. Here, Playboy, two thousand and one yeah. or whatever. Nudie magazine day. Yeah, like uh, it'd be great if they like somehow they time traveled to like this current time and got like a Playboy <laughs> from two thousand eighteen. Like here you go, Sawyer. He's like, what is this bullshit? There's nothing in here but fine, fine articles for me to read. Yeah. Well, oh, I think that they have nudity again. Yeah, I think they oh, went yeah? back on that. They brought it back. What? Yeah, nobody cared, but they did. Really? Yeah. Wow. I see. Like, yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, you know, so weird about that is just, I could <laughs> see why they took it out, but why would you put it back in secretly? <laughs> no one gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they thought, like, oh, man, we're going to get so much press for this, and everyone's going to start buying it, and... They got a lot of press for it, and no one bought it. Damn. So they said, fuck it. Yeah. like and in, bring them titties back. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why people bought Playboys in, in, like, the, whenever, you know, before they did this thing was, was because the internet wasn't, like, just, like, shoving out you porn everything. Like, there's just so much porn. Yeah. I really don't feel like anyone buys Playboy for the titties, though. Yeah. Like, there's titties everywhere on the internet. Yeah. You have to actually enjoy reading Playboy, I feel like. Yeah. In order to purchase yeah. it. I feel like there's a lot of people who just have had subscriptions for years and years and just haven't turned it off. Yeah. Yeah. They just It just keeps on re-rolling over mm-hmm. until, like, their credit card expires. Yeah. After their credit card expires, it's like, oh, shit. I guess I really didn't need it. <laughs> I can just go down to my uh, mailbox for a midweek now. Yeah. Oh, for listeners in Hawaii, we get a midweek, which is, like, our coupon thing. Does that happen yeah. in other states? They have free newspapers like that, where it, it acts like it's a newspaper, but really it's a bunch of ads. <laughs> I see. Yeah, Midweek uh, tries to cover up for the fact that it's a bunch of ads by having, like, 17 editorials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the editorials are always all like, uh, whatever happened to James Franco? Like, no, no, he's fine. He's doing fine. Why is this even a subject that we're covering in this? In your free editorial. Yeah. Or like want... some newscaster is just like, I need to talk about 
<laughs> you know, like, oh, please. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear Tiny Tadani's thoughts on, like, uh, fireworks and, <laughs> and the fireworks ban. Tiny Tadani has not been a news anchor forever. <laughs> I don't know why. That was the first thought. I don't thought recognize of it. that name at all. Oh. You, you don't know Tiny TV? No. Uh, I think that might have been before your time oh, to the island. That isn't, it, isn't it still on? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I Every time I, I haven't watched that show a lot. I've watched it like maybe a, a quick second, but it's like a close. Calling it a show is very generous. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like a walking ad, right? Yeah. yeah that, that's the thing because. Yeah, in order to be uh, a show on OC16, you have to pay them like ten thousand dollars. Damn, I see. Yeah, because like Tiny Tadani, like I remember seeing one clip of him where he was talking to this lady, and he's like, "Oh, I love your lays," and she's like, "Yeah, blah blah." blah. Can I can I plug my lay shop? And he's like, "No," and like totally took the camera and walked oh, away wow. from the lady and went like, "This show is brought to you by Teddy's Bigger Burgers <laughs> or something like that." I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, no. It's great that they ha- couldn't find another thirty seconds of footage to put in that. They just left that in. The they just left it in. I think it was supposed to serve as a lesson for people. <laughs> it's like you want your products featured on Tiny TV, you better pay up. Yeah, yeah. Tiny's all like, keep it in. Let them know. Let them know that Tiny ain't going out like that. You want to be on this show? You best pay and come correct. I don't know why Tiny. Tiny Tadani looked like a bitch. <laughs> I remember, like, um, and when I was in high school, like Tiny Tadani had a uh, he had that show where he was kind of kind of he was kind of like hot shit for a little bit, like in the early two thousands. Because I remember he had that show, but there was a there was an album with a bunch of local artists coming out, so it was all like. Uh, it was like all the, the local artists from here in Hawaii. It was like 10 Feet, Ho'onua, and all these different ones that people were familiar with here on the island, which are like known bands and known entertainers. And it was like all of them, on, and it was on Tiny Tadani's album, CD. And it was like Tiny Tadani's CD, and it was all of them. And then he was at the end singing a really shitty uh, Smash Mouth All-Star <laughs> karaoke-type song. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, they just... Like, it was all these decent artists that sang well. And then Tiny Tadani's singing, like, Smash Mouth. And it's just him going, hey, now, you're an all-star. Singing just like how I just spoke it, like, into a microphone. And they cleaned that up and put that shit on an album. Oh, somebody find that and uh, tweet it at me. Tweet at Tiny Tadani. Tell him I have beef. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him AJ will fight him. We'll do a tag team with yeah. me and AJ and Tiny Tadani yeah. and Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh... If you find Daniel Day Kim, Tiny, then we can go at it. I don't know why I'm picking on him. He's, his name is Tiny, and it's not ironic. Yeah, oh. he, he is not a large man. Oh. Yeah, right? Like, you would hear that name and think, like, he's, like, seven feet tall. Yeah. I he just is assumed not. he was, like, yeah, a small like, man. Yeah. That's exactly what you would think. No, uh, Tiny Tadani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, like he, he's uh, so well-known for having the name Tiny and being a short person <laughs> that he used to have, uh, like, you know how they have, like, all-state uh, or, like, all-conference uh, players mm-hmm. for, like, uh, high school and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, he would have the Tiny Team, <laughs> which is uh, made up of uh, uh, standout football players that are under 5'4", <laughs> I think. It's awesome. I see. All right, so you guys heard it here first. Um, I would like to fight Tiny Tadani. And um, are you are you going to be singing All Star while you're punching him in the face? It, like, uh, it, there's a very <laughs> well. I I won't admit on an internet podcast that I would be punching Tiny Tadani in the face. But if I did, yes, there would definitely be some some Smash Mouth. 
would you, would you actually try and like punch the shape of an L on his forehead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to make him sing it while I while I while we do all that, and uh, I'd probably join in. <laughs> Time for Easter egg corner, real quick. We see a lot of Dharma stuff in this episode, notably Dharma toilet paper when Paolo's going to read guns and ammo while he takes a dump. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the YWCA in downtown Honolulu. That's the location where they shot a lot of the restaurant stuff that's supposed to be Paris. During the fight with Mikhail and Saeed in the flame, Mikhail tries to tackle Saeed, but then it gets like flipped over. But I think that's the earliest tackle in a fight we've seen so far. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, the cat's name is Nadia, after Nadia Komenichi, the world's greatest athlete. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for the uh, untitled Chad's predictions for next week. All right, Define so Sawyer. You, did you say Define Sawyer? Sawyer? Define Sawyer. Because oh, okay. he thought he was dead, but oh. they found it. I don't know. What's the episode title? All right, the episode <laughs> is entitled... Trisha Tanaka is dead. Oh. Is it racist that I think that that's a newscaster? <laughs> I'm almost certain that is the name of the Asian newscaster from Family Guy. Trisha Tanaka? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, then... I wonder which one came first. I wonder. Holy shit. I think we just stumbled onto well, something. We're going to look that up for next week. No, right. apparently uh, Lost and Family Guy happened in the same universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Season 3, episode 10. Next week, Trisha Tanaka is dead. Uh, anchor for expose <laughs> dies mm. in an accident, and that's reflected in how everyone thinks Sawyer's dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. We'll look forward to next week, folks, and yeah. see if uh, Chad is proved correct on his. I uh, won't be <laughs> <laughs> on his uh, on his guesses here. Um, but yeah, um, I guess that brings us to our closing segment. Uh, what are we getting lost in? So what are we getting lost in as a group? Or Trisha Takanawa oh. is the name of uh, the Asian reporter from Family Guy. <laughs> oh, okay. And this one is Trisha Tanaka. Oh, Takanawa Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Somebody Very like, close. Somebody yeah. got kind of lazy. <laughs> or maybe it's just, it's just a, just a I trope. I think somebody was trying to make a reference and didn't, oh. didn't take the time to actually look it up. And was like, yeah, that sounds right. That's, I, I think that's what her name is. Yeah. Also, right. it, it follows the uh, Japanese four-syllable thing. Yeah. Uh, most Japanese uh, surnames are four-syllables. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that sounds more right than Takanawa. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, welcome to this next segment of the show. Uh, what are we getting lost in, guys? Maybe we can ask Chad. Is there anything that you've been finding yourself getting lost in this week? Or something that's been taking up a lot of your time? I uh, I watched uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion uh, this weekend. Uh, it was It's their second biggest show of the year. Uh, there were a bunch of major title changes, uh, including the end of one man's... Uh, not, not historic, but really, really great uh, title run uh, where uh, Belt changes hands... And it was just a great, great match. Uh, if you have any interest in professional wrestling, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Nice. Nice. Perfect. Dave? Uh, shoe Shining. The thing <laughs> I had lost in uh, earlier this week. And uh, if you have a pair of leather shoes that can use it, that, like, well, is good for shining on, like, give them a good shine once in a while. Like, it, it's a nice thing to do that's kind of meditative. 
and then you have real shiny shoes afterwards. I love that. That yeah. does sound nice because like it's yeah. it's just it takes something. Care of your shoes too. Yeah, it's perfect, right? Because like you take care of the shoes, you can be. It, it's something that you can kind of do. I don't want to say mindlessly, but you can kind of do it. And, like, you can admit literally it. get lost in it. Yeah. You totally can. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, like I see. Have you always been a shoe shine guy? Uh, yeah, so that's definitely something I picked up uh, in the military. Yeah, because I remember that about you, like from years ago, like uh, that you were that you would shine shoes. Like I, I knew it was like a military thing, but but yeah, I, I could see I could see the therapeuticness in it, like where yeah. you kind of just doing your thing. So how about you, AJ? Uh, oh, um, uh, well, I have been getting lost in. You know what's weird is um, I've been getting lost in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, that thing came out like a year ago, maybe almost a year ago, but it it just came out on HBO. Boom, dated their podcast. Mm-hmm. Just came out on HBO, so I've been like, I've been watching it multiple times, and it's been really been fucking with my head. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I love it. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it already. <laughs> I don't think we need any plugs for that movie, but if if yeah, man, I'm really into Blade Runner twenty forty nine, the sequel to Blade Runner. Do you but like that more or less than the original Blade Runner? I like it just as much, but I really like the original Blade Runner. It's mm. it's crazy. Like um, the very first line in the movie is um, what's that actor's name? Um, Jared Leto. No, uh, the other one. Um, Harrison Ford. No, the other one. Dave Bautista? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know anyone um, else in the movie. Um, what's, what's his name? Uh, the the guy, main guy in the, the whole movie. The main guy, yeah. Well, um, you know. Oh, um, uh, Notebook. The guy fucking the... Baby Goose. Yeah, Baby Goose. Uh, Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, that's how absorbed I've been in this movie that I don't even re- re- respond to actor names. I'm just, I'm calling him Agent K or, or Blade <laughs> Runner K. Why. Anyway, but yeah, like uh, the Will very Smith? yeah, he's in the he's in Blade Runner. No, um, but but yeah, the very first line of dialogue in the movie period is uh, is is Ryan Gosling saying, "I um, I uh, I hope you don't mind me taking the liberty. I've made efforts to wipe my feet and clean the dirt before I came into your house." Which is the director saying that that was a mission statement for the movie, where they didn't want to like they didn't want to. They didn't want to add all kind of bullshit to ruin the series, right? So um, they tried to be respectful of it, and um, it was great. I, I loved it because I felt like they kept the mystery of a lot of things that were unresolved in the in the first movie on purpose, which is kind of fun because like a lot of movies like that, they they tend to want to answer a lot, and then you just get this weird blockbuster that everybody thinks they want. But this one is a little bit more thoughtful and um, artful. Like there's a lot of art to be found in the movie and it so it's open for interpretation so whatever however the movie ends you can kind of put a lot of different spins on it which i love in film and stuff so yeah. it's yeah i don't know I, I like it check it out um blade runner 2049 <laughs> starring um baby goose baby goose All right, so, yeah plugged um yeah you can follow me on twitter at dkj comedy let me know about your favorite local uh, TV personalities and who you want and how you how much you want to fight them. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter also at adnevis zero zero three negative one dot net. That's my website. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it, folks. Thank you very much for listening oh. to this week's episode. Oh, uh, don't forget uh, follow us on Instagram at what pro pod. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at what pro pod. Uh, follow us on Facebook by looking up uh, What's Up With That Bro Podcast on Facebook. 
You can find our website, what's up with that bro podcast.com. Uh, you can uh, send us an email at what's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's everything, right? That's perfect. Yeah. I think our website might be what's up with that bro.com. Oh, sorry. I think so. I don't know. Try them both. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Tweet at us. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm then, not looking it up. Yeah. And if whatever one that doesn't pop up, sit on that domain. We might want it later. And yeah. we'll probably won't pay you, but. No, it depends on how much money we make off this Patreon campaign. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Do that. Uh, That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. We really appreciate each and every person that listens to this podcast, even once. But you know, subscribe and listen more than once. Yeah. Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell several friends. (laughs) Tell them all. Yeah. Because if you tell all your friends and they tell all of their friends. (laughs) <laughs> then, then we can be friends yeah. we can do this every weekend <laughs> that's another episode in the can you know what to do get lost